So when Peep entered into Ramsey's life, it didn't seem unheard of to take the young bird with him into battle. We were at the house getting ready for an event, and we're just sitting there playing with him. And we're like, let's take it with us. <laughs> sitting there playing with their cocks. <laughs> let's take him with us. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Take My Word podcast. Welcome back to the Take My Word podcast. If you're new around here, this is the podcast where I scour the web looking for the craziest, funniest, wackiest stories, and I bring them here to you so we can laugh together. This week, we had the return of the one and only Scott. Hi, I'm Scott. Yeah, we're gonna go through some stories. Um, have a have a good time. I hope. Are you are you ready? Of course, you ready I'm for ready. this. I'm ready, boy. All right. The first story we have is eight year old calls out NPR for lack of dinosaur stories. Mm. Uh, NPR, if you guys don't know, that's like a radio station, basically. So uh, an an eight year old from Minneapolis recently pointed out a big problem with NPR's oldest news show. All things considered, Leo Shilda wrote to this local NPR station. My name was Leo, and I'm eight years old. I listen to All Things Considered in the car with my mom. I listen a lot. I never hear much about nature or dinosaurs or things like that. Maybe you should call your show Newsy Things Considered, since I don't get to hear about all the things. Or please talk more about dinosaurs and cool stuff. Sincerely, Leo. I feel like... I feel like that was half written by his parents for him. Cause I know at eight years old, I was like, I like monster trucks. I like playing soccer. It's like, I'm not writing to a news station saying, um, excuse me. Can we have some more dinosaurs please? Cause that's just a lacking of dinosaurs in this, in this news call. Do you think he was, was it an actual, like, do you think he like wrote an actual letter or an email? I don't know. It's like, imagine getting a text being like, Hey, Hey, you listen, you little shits. <laughs> I want some dinosaurs. So, I don't know. I assume it's probably like one of those handwritten like Santa letters that the parents put in the mail. And then the people at NPR saw it and they were like, yep, another trash. This is this is something that like a parent thinks is funny. And they like, okay, I'll send that for you, honey. And then like that's gonna make their that's gonna make NPR's day. And then they get it, and then you make an intern quit that has to read through all this bullshit. <laughs> like, this, okay. is the letter, this is the letter that you get on your desk and then you turn it over and you write, I quit with your name. That's this yeah. type of letter. Yeah. Your boss is like, all right, so uh, what did it say? And you just had to be like, uh, well, you're not going to like it. They called you out. They figured it out. <laughs> you're fired. Uh, last year, I, there was a story that I read about that there was a Facebook group like Moms Against, no, it was Christians Against Dinosaurs. And they were protesting at a McDonald's because they had one of the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, like outside, like one of the mm -hmm. old props. They donated it to this McDonald's for whatever reason. Oh, wow. And everyone loved this dinosaur. And then there was protests because of the dinosaur. You said Christians were protesting it? Yeah, it was Christians Against Dinosaurs. Facebook there? group. Yep, you Get have it. nothing else to do. Get it? Get it? Christians? <laughs> Were you yeah, there? Yeah, <laughs> fucking hate dinosaurs, bro. Oh. I'm, out, I'm out there. 
two picket signs. I'm doing double the work. What do you guys do? Uh, yeah, two. Wow, two you're putting in. Signs. You're putting in overtime with no pay. He said, "No, I'm getting an extra communion." <laughs> okay. He said, "God's gonna love me today." He knows God hated the dinosaur. Leo has a point. All things considered, is about to turn fifty years old. NPR's archivist. Is that a word? Archivist. Ar- I, think, I, think it's, I think it's archivist. I, I could yeah. be wrong. Hell, I don't know. Ar- archivist. Uh-huh. Found the word dinosaur appearing in stories 294 times in the show's <laughs> history. By comparison, Senator has shown up 20,447 times. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do? It's almost like senators are oppressing matter and dinosaurs are fucking dead. Honestly, dude, every time I start my car, I'm scared there'd be like a little raptor sitting in my next my passenger seat. Oh, yeah? Honestly, yeah. You know, True story. Honestly, maybe we should write in. I mean, I think if we write in, they'll like put more dinosaur stories on. What what stories are they developing? I think it's they don't talk about it because it's not a developing story. You find like a rock that has a pointy shape every other every decade that it yeah. might be like a big toe of some dinosaur no one gives a shit about. True. Or I can um unlive somebody if you know what i'm saying and then you know wait like a few days and completely and then um remove them from the ground and be like look npr i just found dinosaur bones i said these really resemble your buddy jordan no 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 they're dinosaur bones yeah who's that guy i no i don't work with him no he didn't no he didn't tweet about me today no i I don't know what you're talking about man To remedy the situation, all things considered, invited Leo to take some questions about dinosaurs to Ashley Paust, a research associate at the San Diego Natural History Museum. Leo wants to be a paleontologist when he grows up. Of course. The things that's the coolest for me... Oh, what's your favorite part of the job? The thing that's coolest for me is discovery, Paust says. There's nothing better than being out in the field, figuring out where to go, and then looking down and finally finding a bit of dinosaurs sticking out of the hill. Who uses field? What eight-year-old knows the word field? No, this I, is, I think this is the eight-year-old asking Ashley Poust. Oh, I was going to say, like, there's no way this kid just busted out, yes, I'd love to be out in the field. It's like, what? He said, like, I like to go out and dig in the ground and find bones. Yeah, when I... Yeah, I like I like the dirt because it when I fall it's it's soft if I land on grass. It's like no, I'd like to go out into the field and find some bones of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's like what? Okay. Uh, being a paleontologist also means he gets to work with a lot of really different, really interesting people, Palast adds. But also the exchange of thoughts and ideas like we're doing right now leads you to come up with really neat ideas about the history of the world and about these amazing animals. They are, they are boring the shit out of this poor kid. Wait, so, so she said that to him or he, whoever the doctor did. Okay. I was like, again, I was thinking there's no way that kid just said that. No, no. That they're boring the shit out of this kid. Have you discovered the shit out of me? I couldn't imagine what an eight year old kid feels like. Have you discovered a dinosaur? I have. I would say that I hope to find many more in the future, 
but I've been able to name a few really cool fossil animals. Some of these were discovered by other people in the process of doing their field work or even construction. I recently named dinosaur Wulong from China. That's a, that's a little close to something else. And that yeah. was discovered. I feel like I'm going to get COVID from the story. <laughs> and that was discovered by farmers. I myself have gotten to do some really cool field work in places like Montana and back in China. And I found things can get raging from Tyrannosaurus teeth to dinosaur eggs. So she said that. So they got to name somebody else's fossil. She's I, she's bragging to an eight year old kid who doesn't understand half of the stuff that she just said. He said, OK, so your desk is out in the field. That's your field work. He said, how you get Powell free laptop? <laughs> <laughs> He said, uh, the charger won't fit, so you're trying to plug it into the USB, idiot! This is how we... I mean to. Leo's favorite dinosaur is a concavator. Concavenator? What? A what? A concavenator. How big was it? Palace described concated... I can't fucking say that. As a really interesting animal with huge bones out right up the front of his hips that give him a really sharp tail. It's a little smaller than, say, your T-Rex or Spinosaurus, Pouse says. A really tall person might have been able to look it in the eye, but if it reared up, it could easily shatter you. That would be really scary. You don't say. I tell me a dinosaur would be scary? Yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I look at a raptor and I'm like, well, you want, you want something, huh? You talking to me, huh? No, I, I have, I've never heard of that dinosaur in my entire life. I'm scared by gravity. You go outside and the, and the <laughs> go outside, hit the ice too quick, and then you just ruined your eleven hundred dollar MacBook. Ooh, That's fucking scary. That is scary. Well, you see that one like you're walking down the sidewalk and you see that one crack that's just a little bit higher than the other one, and like you just watch your life flash before your eyes. You see that poor kid at college on their longboard eat shit, and then you're just smiling <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> just served you right, you shit ass. I think every single college in the world has that. Oh You'll be God. over there in Wuhan with your mask. You see a kid going on a longboard a little too fast. Bam. They do like imagine go. like running into like like a like you're you're skating, right? You can't stop yourself and you trip and fall into like a like a pole and you break your face. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd I, be bad. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah. Especially out of state. Yeah, especially like near the Chicago area, dude. That'd be awful. Like, and and like when all your friends are around, so like they give you shit for it for the rest of your life. Like that'd be ass, dude. Mm -hmm. Anyways, <laughs> how, <laughs> how did dinosaurs grow to be so big, and why are mammals inside of dinosaurs today? Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> answer this story quickly. You gotta drink more titty milk. <laughs> he said. Too many people being on that formula shit. Don't get big or strong. Okay, I'm done with this story. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> we're kind of grasping at straws because they don't give us anything here. Okay, well, this next story, um, I'm going to share my screen so you can see the uh, the header for this. Right on. <clears throat> All right, scroll down. Oh, oh. Oh. That's a very eye-grabbing header. Yeah. All right. So here is here here's the the name of this article. <clears throat> and I quote, "From my lips to yours, people are now selling 
vagina-scented face masks online. Yeah. I think everybody's going after that Gwyneth Paltrow vagina clout. Honestly, from what I've seen, people are like, you know what? At first, it smells like shit, but then it like smells fine. And I was like, I'll take Her- your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'll take your word? Take, take my word for it. He said, you get used to the Jonathan thing. It's okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Until 2020, the internet's obsession with vagina-scented products was restricted to used underwear on Sniffer. What is Sniffer? Is that like Tinder, but for like used clothing goods? What is that? Oh my fucking god, that might be it. That is disgusting. That is awful. I hate that. There is a. I know. I was just looking at that. There is a woman, uh, presumably a woman. Panty marketplace. Oh my god! The, join the fastest growing used panty marketplace. Sign up for free. There's literally a woman who is grinding on a stuffed animal, and I presume that you are going to be buying the stuffed animal. That is. He said, "I want to return this stuffed animal. It smells like ass." Uh, yeah, I I want the animal. I don't want the stank associated with it. Okay. Like, we're just staring at women ass here. Like, I don't understand. Okay. Well, anyways. <clears throat> so, uh, was restricted to underwear on Sniffer and all things worn. I assume that's, that's the same. I, same yeah, I feel like it's probably the... I kind of want to... Here, click on that. I want to see that, too. What are we looking at? What kind of... What's, what makes it stand out from Sniffer? Oh, I think this website's it, a little cleaner look. It is. It is. It does look a lot nicer. It's not just ass everywhere. Yeah, yeah, this, you this look my, for it. It's not up in your face, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there it is there, but it's oh, not okay. like, you know, the the user experience is great, and the admins constantly work to, or, or work on making it even better. As for sales, it's easy. If you put in the work, you will see the results. What work are you doing? Your work is wearing clothes. <laughs> Congrats, you're a normal human in society. You wear underwear. There's one person living in a nudist colony that's listening that's getting really fucking triggered right now. Straight up a lazy piece of shit. Oh, oh. He said, he said you know how many mosquito bites I have on my balls? It said the people that you meet here, something, 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 where all of your fetishes come true. It's like, all right, all right. All right. So, I mean, 14 uh, people have bought from her. Yes, directly from her. She, she has worn 14 pairs of underwear or brawls that somebody is currently or has current or has previously sniffed. Well, she got she she had a one up me. I only have thirteen people that have bought those. That hey bit. hey hey, make that fourteen. He said, "What's your PayPal?" <laughs> well, so Gwyneth Paltrow went live with her vagina scented candle on Goop, and uh, Irkav yeah. Buddha started her own line of incense sticks made with the ashes of her own. <laughs> <laughs> Things went a bit haywire after that. Jana became the hottest scent of 2020. With instant sticks flying off the shelves. That line in itself is just fantastic. Jana became the hottest scent of 2020. No, not just that. Things went a bit haywire after that. What what do you mean after? (laughs) I'm pretty sure 2020 was just a year of a crock of shite. So what? Okay, so the incense was made with the ashes of her underwear. Wouldn't that just smell like 
burnt ash. Clothes? Yeah, it probably just smell like burnt yeah, shit. You ever come home from a campfire, but someone threw their used underwear in there, and you get home, and your mom's just like, "You smell like fajada smoke." Get over yeah, here. All, all the time. You're grounded. You're never I mean, going back over to that place again. I didn't get grounded. I just got hardcore sniffed. Like she got high off of my un- used underwear fumes. I, you know, what are you gonna do? Dad yeah. high fives you. Mom scolds you. Yeah. Sister's disgusted by you. How dare you? And just when we thought the trend was left back in 2020 with all the other misfortunes. What's the other misfortunes? I have no idea what you're talking about. The, yeah, online, fetish community, yeah. the online fetish community picked it up and contextualized its need over the pandemic. Imagine browsing the aisles at a store and enjoying my scent. I'll, I'll make your mask wearing more enjoyable, reads Kat, listing on Sniffer. How so that's sniffer, so that's how is she getting the smell on the mask? So that means that she's just straight up wiping on it. Or the mask is her used underwear. It's cloth, I guess. <laughs> Imagine walking into a store with just like panties on your face. Well, I mean you're you're probably gonna get wore, high fives, honestly. People wore KFC buckets to the, the grocery store. But this eye hole is looking like a, <laughs> a medieval knight from KFC. <laughs> yes, I am the prince of the KFC. In an interview with Vice, uh, Vice, that's where I get all my news from, Cat oh, admits to have been selling the mask for almost a year. I think people like them mostly because they're enjoyable, because they were able to enjoy a fetish outside of the home. It's like a little secret, only they know. And this makes it risky and fun. If they only know, then how is it risky? Well, how are you also not going to smell vagina walking directly past you? Like when I have my mask on, I can I can smell weed. Like when somebody passes me that smokes, I can smell it. Or like if somebody shits their pants, like I can smell your fart. You could definitely smell stanky vagina if it walked past you. And not only that, they're walking past you with underwear on their face. And How is that? I think it's just math that she wiped on her vagina, but it could be panties, I guess. I mean, I guess so, but God, ah, yikes. Imagine getting like a disease from that shit. She had an STD. How did you get AIDS up your nose? I don't know. <laughs> let's, well, let's go to your search history and see what we can find out. Uh, no. Whoa, 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 no. Whoa. Well, I can't say much because now I have sniffer from <laughs> <laughs> my search history. She, oh. said, she said it's personally thrilling to me knowing that a mask I've had in my pants that answers our question. Okay, yeah. My panties is now being worn on someone's face and they're enjoying it. Oh, so it's not just she's rubbing it, like it's sitting in there all day. So it's fully getting the stank. I think you're gonna get pink eye. Dude, Anybody imagine. Imagine like putting a mask like under your balls and then like hardcore working all day and like all of that ball sweat just seeps into the mask. Yeah, imagine how shit that would smell. I can't. Yeah, if I was like getting cereal and I smelled, I looked over and I saw some dude <laughs> and, like, I saw some dude wearing a white mask with skid marks on his. 
because she gives you give some ass in there too. Hey, just oh just, yeah, yeah, you're getting some stank ass on there too. Because yeah, our balls take up a lot of space. Women don't have balls, as far as I know. As far yeah, as from what I've seen, women don't have balls. They don't. Another seller, Sydney seventy seven, who <laughs> primarily deals over Reddit, admits to having started selling the mask a few weeks after it's. Okay, I would be honest. When I picked this story, I thought it was a brand that was selling artificially vagina smelling masks. Not that women were putting them down their pants, <laughs> selling them on Reddit and Sniffer and probably Etsy. There's probably look on Etsy. I guarantee there's vagina masks on there. Oh, and even funnier, the, the the people are like, "Yeah, they can enjoy their fetishes outside the home." What am I going to do? Pop a boner in the middle of the store because I smell vagina? He said, "Sir, get your dick out of the the roast beef." <laughs> So why are you fucking the bread? He said, sir, you gotta leave. You're knocking cereal over. Uh, started selling masks a week, a few weeks after its mandate. I wanted to offer something new and exciting and enjoy making people happy in tough times, she told Vice. Also, once again, great news source. The masks blend well in. The panty fetish scene, it's naughty. He claims to have sold 10 to 20 masks till date. From a sum of $25 for the first purchase and $5 per mask for ensuring purchases. Wow, so she making bank just from keeping a mask in her vagina. On yeah. her vagina. Sydney 77 added, they get to walk around with a dirty little secret. Yeah, it's dirty because you legit having vagina juice on your face. Oh, wait, yeah, look at that Twitter, Twitter poll. Uh, Instead of selling worn panties, roll out pussy-scented face masks so you can walk around thinking of me all day, smirky face. And the poll, between yum and dumb, 95% of people said yum. Now, to be fair, there's only 21 votes. But yeah. with 4.8 people saying dumb, that's got to be one person. I one. Let's see what these four comments are. Oh, can we not find it? Ah, shit! Look at the date. Look at the date. You're this, not gonna. You're not gonna find it this way. What the fuck? What is that? Is that a teeth ball choker? Oh, I'm getting. Oh, up, that is disgusting. It was a ball of teeth. Oh my god! I think that what was a is gag. That? I think it was a gag, like for sex. I think it was like a sex gag. What kind of monster shit are you into to put other people's teeth in your mouth? Oh, my God. I didn't think that I could out dirty last week's episode, but I'm doing that tenfold. <laughs> this is chastity cages to teeth gags. I'm looking up at the top, and I, I don't feel confident that we're going to get better. Uh, <laughs> I think it's only getting worse. Three poly masks are the best in the market for holding smells. They're just, they're not even cloth masks. Oh. And these incognito cousins have used. Un I don't like this artist, this author. <laughs> these incognito cousins of used underwear can be further customized. I'm sorry, further customized. There's ellipses, dot, 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 because they're great at writing. Mm. <laughs> Ranging from ways to places they're worn before reaching the customer imagine working for like a delivery company like working for fedex and your entire truck's just gonna smell like vagina and you have no idea why yeah takes the I'll package up front and then you see this like really sweaty 
like dude and he's like my vagina's here he said just like i am like quitting Christmas. my job i'm quitting i quit somebody else finished my damn truck although masks stuffed into thongs are the most popular alternatives including stuffing them into shoes and bras rubbing onto faces and a combination of all the above add-ons under goddess bailey's listings many vids for example include a sexy note signed by her for ten dollars autographed pictures of her wearing the face mask for twenty dollars sealed with a, <laughs> a lubantin red kiss did i say that right whatever no one i don't care. know I, I don't care anymore i'm just ready to get to the next story yeah if i was buying one of these <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say if. I am not buying one of these. Okay. In the situation <laughs> that I was a customer, I would yeah. buy a cloth one because I want to use it often. I, I guess, yeah, that, that'd be fine. I don't want a, a one-day kink fest of a three-ply disposable mask. I want to be walking around with a leopard print mask because they have different patterns. My ex-girlfriend wears a leopard print mask. <laughs> Only one that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, just imagine paying twenty five bucks for a like a disposable mask. A disposable mask. You pay twenty five bucks for one day's worth, but only five dollars for multiple purchases. Yeah, return to users. What a deal! <laughs> he said, "It's like a starter kit. It's like star. You get star your free trial. Tesla Starlink, the new Wi Fi from space. <laughs> five hundred dollars down, hundred dollars a month." But instead, you get the vagina mask, $25 down. Five bucks a month. Dollar Shave Club, Dollar Shave Club, get out of here. Uh, this wait, 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 scroll down. I want to see that next header. Beautiful, beautiful vaginas are on the rise, and so is the vaginal beauty industry. Great. Fantastic. All right. Next. We're not, we're not reading that. <laughs> not, that, one, that one seems miles less interesting than this one. Didn't laugh, disgusted. That teeth gag is going to haunt me in my dreams. Oh, we're like <laughs> halfway done. <laughs> Overly sexual cow blocked his Facebook ad. Oh, uh, welcome all furries. Mm. The owner of a small digi a digital photo gallery has a had pictures of wildlife, landscapes, and buildings blocked by Facebook for supposedly containing overly sexual content. <laughs> I talked about on this podcast before that a uh an onion seed a company that sold like a, like a farmer's company that sold seeds uh -huh. um, they got one of their ads taken down for showing bare breasts when it was seeds for onions <laughs> yeah somebody on tv saw that and goes oh my poor kids it's like dude i, I also talked about that uh craft mac and cheese had a uh, promotion like in November of last year. Uh, it was for National Noodle Day, and the thing it was a a hashtag send nudes n o o d s. Mm -hmm. You can just send in your address and name, and they'd send you free mac and cheese for National Noodles Day. But it said hashtag send nudes with like a pixelated bowl of macaroni. Yeah. And then I was like, that's awesome. And then the next week, I did a follow up story, but they got canceled because that's over sexualizing children. Where was I mean, children even involved in that story? I could see where people were like, "Yeah, that's kind of iffy." Because I mean, send nudes—you kind of know what that is. 
Like, everybody knows what that is. Come on now. If you're listening to this, you know what that is. But, I mean, I don't know if they should get canceled for it. I mean, I don't know. You know my demographics for the show is 68% female? I'm sorry. I, uh... <laughs> uh I gotta go! And <laughs> <laughs> also, we were number two in Jamaica. For <laughs> really? Yep. Wow, hey. I was number four in Spain. Congratulations, my man. I'm 196th in South Africa, I'm pretty sure. I think it's South Africa. You guys stepped that, you guys step that game up. South Africa game. <laughs> <laughs> Examples include a photo of the England cricket team and a hurdle and one of a cow standing in a field. What the hell are they even talking about? Can scroll up? What? Is that the picture? Man, that nope. cow's that's that a cow <laughs> for that seen one. Wait, wait, wait. Look in the background. He's totally looking at her ass. Maybe that's the sexual cow. Pervert cow. Canceled cow. Canceled. <laughs> the blocks happen when Mike Hall tries to use the images as Facebook ads. Mr. Hall said there was nothing risque about any of the 400 images on his business page. Facebook told BBC it was investigating the issue. The following day, a spokeswoman said Mr. Hall's account had been restricted in an error and firm apologies for any inconveniences caused. When I think of firm apologies, I just think, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to block you because of that massive horse cock. He said, that cow isn't wearing pants. We can see his bangers. We can see them udders. And by God, it's getting me a little hot and saucy. Scott, are you the type of person that'd be like milking a cow? Like, it's not working. And then they're like, that's a male cow. Let me put it this way. I think that's happened to you in your life. I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. He said, man, this milk is real runny. He said, this milk's, I must be skim milk. I can see right through it. Doesn't have the density of full milk. It doesn't smell like milk either. What the fuck? The Winchester-based photographer's other band images include a neon sign featuring the word disco. On the ground that was promoting alcohol. A setting of tr- uh, tram lines in Reims, France, which Facebook said was against its ticket sales policy. Yeah. Hong Kong skyline projected on the ground that was nothing for sale in the photograph itself. <laughs> A firework display blocked for promoting weapons. <laughs> Ripples on a pond for selling adult products. This is adult products. Oh, yeah. 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 Whenever I see, like, whenever someone's skipping stones and I see that little ripple, I like, I immediately think, you know, sex, sexual things, adult products, you know, the the tooth gag. You never, never heard the Wazel saying skip rocks, suck cocks. No, I think that's actually the next one. Another overly sexual photo of a high-res office building. High-rise, my friend. High-rise. High-rise. <laughs> it's a really good picture. He said, dude, that picture is so clear. I'm fucking hard. The entire cat was suspended for placing any ads at all. And then there's a big disco. disco. High-res. What the fuck's wrong? He said on each occasion he had appealed but had no response and was unable to make contact with anybody at Facebook 
After the BBC contacted Facebook about the matter, the ads were reinstated. When you're running a small business or any businesses where you're trying to figure out what's going wrong, you, can, you can't have an arbitrary process with no one to talk to, Mr. Hall said. When I set up my account with Facebook, I had to verify my businesses with them. But after, it, after that, it fell to an abyss. Google, on the other hand, had offered him a one-to-one clinic about how to navigate its advertising options, he added. However, Mr. Hurl did not intend oh shit. Did not intend to abandon his Facebook efforts. I'll persevere. This man acts like he's about to run a marathon. You're just there trying he to goes. For pictures of disco signs on Facebook. Yeah. Advertising. <laughs> you can't rely on Google alone. You need as many channels as possible. Especially during the pandemic, you can't promote your work in public spaces or cafes. You think you're just sitting in a coffee shop with just his pictures printed out, just sitting yeah. there in the frames, like this cow. <laughs> Sir, what the hell are you selling? Goes to like other people's garage sales. It's like, would you guys, would you guys be willing to buy some of these? Is he just trying to sell pictures? Is that what he's trying? What's he trying to sell? That's <laughs> just it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's just, just pictures. Yeah. Imagine, like, so with this Facebook stuff, he appealed multiple times. Imagine it's just like a group of people that work at Facebook and they're like, hey, you want to fuck with this guy? <laughs> Advertising makes up the vast majority of Facebook revenue. And analysts say a large percentage of the ad spend comes from small businesses rather than big brands. For, you ever get Wish ads and it's just for like straight up sex toys? Can't say I have. Maybe but... it's just me. <laughs> right on. <laughs> he just goes, dude, what's this tooth gag? Let me click on this link. It's just based, on, based on previous purchases. I'm like, what the hell have I purchased? That would make you, like, make you think I'd like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, recent purchases. Clicks on, oh, what are my recent purchases? Vagina-scented face mask. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just added to the cart. I haven't checked out yet. Okay. It's like it's like like hey hey Google, uh, add face mask. How many? Nineteen. He said, "Can I get twenty five dollars and then five dollars for the next 18? She goes, "Honestly, I just make you pay a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks down payment on all so the masks. Worth it." The firm. <laughs> had also had to adapt its policies on carrying political ads, particularly around election times. Tech, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't go into that. All right. <laughs> Our last story. No more sexual stories. It's all heartwarming, good feelings from here on out. All right. Do you want, <laughs> you want to read this one? Yep. <clears throat> Teen reunited with pet rooster, lost to Alabama Cracker Barrel after Civil War reenactment. You can't get between a teen and his cock. Ah. <laughs> he said, the Christian leave and it's not his peanut butter, baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh. When a visiting rooster flew the coop, the people of uh, Coleman stepped up to help reunite the owner with his feathered friend. It all started when 18-year-old Thomas Ramsey, a student at Gopaya Academy in Gallman, Mississippi, and founder of the Muddy Rabbits Mess, a 32-member military reenactment group and the largest youth group nationally, 
was returning from a Civil War reenactment in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and stopped for lunch on January 31st at Cracker Barrel in Coleman. With him what? and his friend, Jonas Patrick and Buff... Shit. And his and his buff Orpington Rooster Peep. Peep. What a name. Peep. He said, you know those little mush not mushroom, Jesus. Marshmallow. Mushrooms? <laughs> mushroom. <laughs> Shit. Well, you're gonna like this. You don't like this next one. Peep is a handsome fellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And keeping up with the standards of their heritage breed of chicken, heavy, <laughs> with a broad body and low stance, and having a bold, upright, and graceful carriage. They're going in depth on the rooster. Man, I love it when my cock is bold, upright, and graceful. We just want some peeps Wikipedia page. <laughs> this night, he's been the cock of the walk ever since Ramsey found him on a roadside last summer when he was still a young chick. Oh, Ramsey has been. Pro- is that like a saying? What? Co- cock is of the walk? I think so. I think it's kind of like the talk of the walk. Then they change it to cock. Well, it'd, of the it'd, walk? it'd be the talk of the town. So it might be cock of the walk. I've never heard that. But honestly, I've never lost a chicken in Alabama. That's true. <laughs> when I was working at Steak and Chick, there was this girl that was working there for like 25 years. And uh, right. she was a uh, Hispanic along with the rest of the staff that worked with me. I was the only non-Hispanic person that worked the there. Only chico, eh? I was, they called me Papaya because I was bald and strong. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, one day, there's like a customer came in there that's like, um, we just want to let you know, there's a chicken in the parking lot, and we live, we work off of like an interstate, so this is somebody's chicken. It didn't just show up. And she said, "There is." They said, "Yeah." She said, "Papaye, I'll be right back." She went out in the parking lot, put it in a like went to her car, got a like a a, a pillow case out of her car threw the chicken in the pillowcase and left <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> so this is somebody's chicken. To- oh, yeah. Uh, mine. She took it home. Me gusto pollo. <laughs> she took the chicken home. And then, like, we came back. I'm like, did, did you eat? The next day I worked, I'm like, did you eat that chicken? See? <laughs> See? Just okay. That- she just, like, <laughs> looks at you like like bear staring at you like serious like mug mug face going on see and one day she was like her daughter came in for like her quinceanera and they're all dressed up and we're like oh hey and then she said we need ice okay she goes in the back because like steak and shake sells ice for some reason from her ice maker she goes back and she took five Gallon bags of ice with her. Did you pay? No. <laughs> Did I stop her? No. no. It's ice. Anyways, Ramsey has been participating in reenactments oh, since he was 14. It's a way, he said, to really connect with history as they reenact wars from the late colonial time up to World War II. Most of the reenactments he participates in, though, are from the Civil War. It's a part of history that needs to be represented 
as we represent it as accurately as we can, he said. He's been around the country, from Pennsylvania to West Texas, participating in 16 to 20 reenactments each year. It's like oddly specific. All right. Yeah, that's unnecessary information. <laughs> he could have said like at least 20. That'd be cool. But mm-hmm. no, not 15, because fuck 15. 16 to 20. He's never had less than 16, never more than 20. He'll spend three hours a day for six or seven months researching for an event. When he's been part of organizing event, the research kicks up to six to seven hours a day over a multiple over multiple months. For one event, he said, I had all my men spend a minimum of 10 months preparing with accents and everything. All right, listen, dude. These guys have a lot of friends. And a lot of free time. <laughs> six to seven hours a day for multiple months? It's, I don't do anything. I can't think of anything that I would consistently spend seven hours, even playing video games. I can't play seven hours of video games in one day. I mean, unless it's like a brand spanking new game and I've been like Mm -hmm. waiting for it. Like, I know I'm a big player of the Total War games. It's like a computer real time strategy kind of game. Um, And they're releasing their uh, third game of one of their trilogies uh, probably late this year. Like, I could see myself playing that because I'm going to have all year to, like, hype it up. But, like, if I'm sitting, like, right now, like, there's no new games that I have. Like, there's no way I could sit down for seven hours a day for months playing it. Either this kid. If I had seven hours to do, like, if he spent that time, like, learning guitar or, like, learning to code, Mm -hmm. this dude would be rich or swimming in pussy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean for real yes he's doing he's planning to go out in ball scorching weather and too hot of clothes with a bunch of other hairy men dude i okay honestly i would love to do this like i'd love to go to like be in war reenactments because i love all things history but i would not spend that much time like when am i gonna masturbate I mean, seven <laughs> seven hours a day. I'm at school. I'm at work, and then you want me to spend seven hours doing this shit? Like, dude, you're gonna give me two hours to sleep. I can't fit masturbation in that schedule, and I'm a teenage boy, or technically a man, but you know, still. Uh, we're in that age where we're not actual adults yet until we act stupid, and well, then and, until I can drink, I'm not an adult. See, <laughs> see. All right, all right. <clears throat> the experience, he said, humanizes history. He said he's not focused on being on any particular side of history, but on representing the I just covered his ass for not being racist. Yeah. <laughs> he is from Alabama. He is from the South. He said, you're one of those gray-wearing motherfuckers. <laughs> See? He said, I'm more of a states' rights kind of guy. Oh, uh, states' okay. rights to what? Get your Twitter fingers Crack your fingers. <laughs> okay, he said it's not focused on being on any particular side of history, but on representing the people and time accurately. I don't like to think of it in terms of who was right. Oh fuck! My God, it's covered his ass hard. I like to think of it as individuals going to war for whatever reason. And you what would that reason be, hours. my friend? You research seven hours a day, but you don't know what the reason is. I think you know what the reason is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You're pretty sure he knows. In his research, he said, there have been numerous accounts of soldiers going to war with animals, including camels. And, yep, 
roosters. That's why he brought people along. Yeah. I mean, camels make sense. Like Send if you're like, if you're like in the Ottoman empire or like the like late Egyptian empire and they had like Mamluks who were like camel riding cavalry. Like, yeah, that makes sense because they're fucking weapons. What are you going to do with a chicken? Battle roost. You know, <laughs> you're going to like strap a grenade to it and tell it to run. Oh, uh, you know, North Korea has laser dolphins. So, oh, really? Oh, that's that's new. Yeah, I talked about it on the podcast, too. That's in the best of 2020 that they're laser dolphins. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with a with a Civil War cock? What are you going to do? He said, peep away. <laughs> You'll read journals of people carrying not just fighting roosters, but other support animals, he said. In one undisputed account, said Ramsey, a Confederate soldier carried his rooster with him for two years. This particular rooster's tail did not end well, though. He ended up in the bellies of some Union soldiers. All right. Fucked up. Oh, but don't, don't overlook the fact that it's the Confederate soldier that had the rooster. Yeah, so that, he lost it. <laughs> yeah, and Got hit by it, just, it further solidifies the fact that this guy's fighting for the South. Yeah. I mean, he's like, man, that Confederate soldier's my hero. He's got a he's got a rooster. So okay. So when Peep entered into Ramsey's life, it didn't seem unheard of to take the young bird with him into battle. We were at the house getting ready for an event, and we're just sitting there playing with him, and we're like, <laughs> let's take him with us. <laughs> sitting there playing with their cocks. <laughs> let's take him with us. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> and they're playing Uno. <laughs> and the chicken just jumps up on the table and they're like, You come with it's, it's a sign from God. Oh. <laughs> At the first event, one of Ramsey's friends was carrying Peep in a bag by his side. But when the friend got hit, Peep hopped out and just rolled about. There's about 10 cannons just blazing and all the rifles fire, and he's not going crazy. He's pretty chill, said yeah, Ramsey. Chill, chill cock. Peep is, said the teen, a real soldier. <laughs> I'm loving this chicken. And we haven't even gotten to the part where they've found lost this him. guy yet. They're We're just... lost him. He hasn't lost yet. He's just chilling. <laughs> I can just imagine, like... You're, you're watching this chicken. Like, everybody around him is just dropping dead. Like, air quotes, dead. And he just walks over and just starts, like, pecking one of them. He's like, wake the fuck up. He's like, bro, I see you. Your chest is moving. You're alive. <laughs> you, you faker. You're posing. Got any so he have, they have Peep in a bag. I expected him to be, like, Pikachu rolling around on Ash Ketchum's shoulder. That's how I pictured, like, I pictured it in my head. I assumed he was in the bag. I mean, I don't... It says he was... People's in the bag, and then the dude died, and he just ran away. <laughs> Maybe that's where that's where he went. He's a real soldier. He picked up the dude's rifle. <laughs> the Spring Hill event was the third Peep has been a part of, and they were headed home when they stopped in Coleman. Uh-oh. Oh, no. The young men took the rooster out of the cab of the truck, attached him to his leash... <laughs> And walked him around until their order was called. 
while they went in to eat no. they, t- they tied the rooster's leash to the bed of the truck as they had done several times before but after or but an hour later ramsey's friend went outside and came back with bad news he said he's gone man said ramsey at first i thought he was joking he messes with me like that it wasn't a joke though peep had flown the coop oh no I went back into Cracker Barrel, and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. Do your cam- Do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken. <laughs> Why did they put him in a cage? I don't know. And they tied him to wait, wait, like in the saloon and Red Dead Two to stop. Someone overheard and said they'd seen people wandering in the parking lot. He called the police and, and Coleman animal control officer, Cooper Harris, responded to the call. Harris had been an animal control officer for about five months, and this was only his second call regarding a chicken, and the first that involved one that had gone missing. I'd say it's very, very, very rare, said Harris. Ramsey was impressed by Harris's dedication to finding Peep. <clears throat> I mean, that's his job. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like thanks for doing your job. I really appreciate it's like, it. Hey, detective, I really appreciate how you've been on this case for the past two weeks. So, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> he spent an hour and a half riding around looking for him. On what a bike? I. It's kind of what I envisioned, but I'm sure I mean, it's probably a truck. It's Alabama. Well, it's I mean, a how, truck. How big's Coleman though? Got a moped? I don't know. Get to point A to point B. Probably I've never been there. I mean, neither have I. I mean, I literally like, here. You know what? You know, just for for sake of this, I'm looking up the location of Coleman, Alabama. Where you at, Coleman? Imagine somebody's listening to this from Coleman. See those motherfuckers? He said it's big. We have sixty citizens. Oh, it's uh, it's a. Uh, uh, it's nice. It's it's like it. Look up Coleman, Alabama, Cracker Barrel. It's uh, it's north of Birmingham. All right, all right. Uh, actually, I want to look at the population of this place. Demographics? Would that be where it's at? Yeah, probably. I guess. Population? Oh, they're pushing. Uh, they just got over sixteen thousand. Look at that. Fancy. Proud of you. Coleman, Alabama, Cracker Barrel. Does the Google image you can see the rooster tied to the truck in the photo? Oh my God! Coleman, Alabama, Cracker Barrel. The the top three stories: Team reunited with pet rooster after losing it. Team reunites with pet rooster after losing it. Team united with or team re- reunited with Civil War reenacting rooster. That one's a bit fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent an hour and a half riding around looking for him, said Ramsey. Harris even checked with a nearby farmer to see if he'd picked up the roaming rooster and, with the farmer's permission, checked the coop to see if Peep, following the birds with feather flock together, adage? A- yeah, mm-hmm. adage, had wandered there on his own. But there were no sign of him. There was no sign of him. By this time, Ramsey had posted a missing chicken post and photos to several Coleman Facebook pages. Every five minutes there was somebody responding that they were looking for him, said Ramsey. Ramsey continued to his home in Mississippi, hopeful that someone would find his feathered friend. 
30 minutes away from his home, he received the news that Jeremy Cox, <laughs> Jeremy Cox had found what? a peep. That's, that's beautiful. That was God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, Jeremy, you will be finding another cock today. He said, the house and the backyard is full. No more entry. See, that's what my wife says, too. No backyard entry. Which is also my cousin, so kind of makes sense. <laughs> Our last four children have been uh, a little disformed. <laughs> so our son, he has webbed toes, but he's one hell of a swimmer. He's all safe. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going up against a freaking frog. Dude, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd be like training all like I'm from like Zimbabwe, right? And I've been training my entire life to be a professional Olympic swimmer. And I just look to my left and I just see a a, a modified human. human. <laughs> this he dude's just, like in cyberpunk, just adjusting cock size for optimal swimming. You Web he toes. gets he gets down and back before you even get down. This is some bullshit. <laughs> he passes you on the way back. Gives He's you a, a good week. sport. He'll go back and finish with you like in football. <laughs> <laughs> when you're running for practice, go finish with him. It's the one dude that's 450 pounds. He's on the team just because of his size. Go finish with him, sir. He's <laughs> two miles back. <laughs> He's there just because the defensive lineman can't push him away. He's a center. Never missed a snap, except one time he had too much Dorito dust on his fingers. He lost. He didn't have enough grip. Yeah. And you can say that because you were an offensive lineman. I was. So I was a guard. anybody I'll... trying to cancel us, he can do that. He can say it. When I was in high school, my coach said he was handing out T-shirts, like team T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm disappointed. We're like, why, coach? He said, I didn't hand out as many three and four X's as I'd like to. Any more big boys on this team? I said, I'm wearing a 2X coach. Am I not big enough for it? More. Honestly, my coach one time, he said, honestly, I'd like to see you gain at least 50 pounds. I'm like, coach, I can't do that. He said, listen, man, that's not good for the mental health. I said, coach, my BMI is going to be 50. (laughs) They put me in obese, coach. All right, let's see. Uh, yeah, 30 minutes away from his home, he received the news that Jeremy Cox had found Peep. Whenever, or yeah, wherever the rooster wandered to or whatever roads he may have crossed, he found his way back to the Cracker Barrel parking lot where Cox found him. His adventure continued from there. He'd changed hands like three times that day, said Ramsey, but it was John Watson, a local farmer, who'd been posting advice on finding and catching Peep who drove the rooster to Birmingham, where Teen and Bird were reunited. Watson said he stepped up to help because it's important to him to spread the love for a fellow man or woman. I believe in paying it forward, said Watson. God has blessed my family with so much throughout the years. I believe we should be kind to our fellow man. Yes, it was just a chicken, but it was his, and he clearly cared for it. Ramsey agreed that Peep is special. Most of the time, I would not drive four hours for just any chicken, said Ramsey. He's interesting. 
Yeah. About your pet is he's interesting. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't love him. He's like, interesting. Like I'm looking to my right right now, right, and mm-hmm. I've got my 22 pound Maine Coon cat. Yeah, I'm talking about you. He's looking at me. You're really handsome, and I would drive four hours for you, but you're you're like a smidge above interesting. Oh, he's he's fucking falling asleep. All right, whatever. You know what? Anyway, yeah, let's get back to this. Orpingtons. What is this? Where this guy's from? Did I miss that? Orpingtons. No, that's the breed of chicken. Oh, right. There's different types of cocks. Orpingtons are known as docile, friendly, and affectionate birds. Ramsey isn't entirely sure that's true. Oh, is there a problem with Peep now? I don't know if it's affection or or him just knowing how to manipulate the system. He said, "What system?" I just, I don't know. Is he, he's got like devious plans? He's going to take over the world? You stupid human. So, But Ramsey felt like Peep was happy to be back with him. He stood up and kind of jumped when I got him. I, he's, okay. a, he's, he's a rooster. I don't think he really you know, has much of a brain in there. I mean, my big toe is probably bigger than his brain. There's no doubt about Ramsey's affection for Coleman. I was really impressed. I love y'all's town now. Okay, he is from the South. I can't think of many places where there are that many people willing to take the time to help out like that. To continue following the adventures of Peep, you can check out his Instagram page at peep underscore the underscore towel. Well, you know what? Peep. We appreciate your journey, and we appreciate. He's standing on a canyon. He's he is standing cannon. on a canyon. He's standing on a canyon. That's whack. We appreciate all that you've done for us, friend, and the story that you have given us today. Uh, what was the guy's name, Mister Ramsey? I'm glad you are reunited with your cock. I know it's really hard going like 30 minutes without it, but uh, oh, he's my age. Well, you know what? I'm happy for you, bud. I want to meet this chicken. I kind of want to. I was going to say I want to pet it, but I don't want to pet that dude's cock. So I just want to see the chicken. <laughs> he said, I want to caress this dude's cock. And, I'm hold it, cherish and it. I will clip that and I will <laughs> save it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all for the stories we had this week. Yeah. But before you go, uh, I just want to say, uh, ask you. Why did the man fall off of his bike? I ask you're asking me that? Yeah. Why did the man fall off his bike? Why did the man fall? Maybe because he never learned how to ride the bike. I threw a fridge at him. That's the anti-joke of the week. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. That, okay. that would happen. If someone threw a fridge at me, I would definitely fall. You know, honestly, I'd be more impressed if somebody threw a fridge at me. Fridges are heavy sons of guns, dude. Yeah. Heavy. Like, I'm not a strong guy, so it took like two of us to move a fridge. But like, I've can... seen I've seen pictures of people like just like one arming fridges. I'm like, all right, remind me to never get in a fight with you. I bench pressed you. You did bench press me. That was <laughs> impressive. I think it was what was it? Your senior year, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. We were just dicking around. Okay, I shouldn't say dicking around a choir. At peeping around yeah we're peeping around in choir and he's like 
I'm going to bench you. I was like, all right. And by God, I was lifted onto his arms. And he did, what, four or five? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, it was the most bizarre feeling in the world to be bench pressed. It was somewhat comforting. I suggest it to any of you. Get your significant other, your friend, your parent, and just get bench pressed. I don't know. I don't know how, how to put that. <laughs> All right, Ethan. I appreciate you coming on. I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll be back on soon. Oh yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> appreciate I your appreciate time. Yeah, no. All right, everybody. Um follow me on Twitter at take my word pod. That's take my word pod. Follow me on Reddit. Go to uh r slash take my word podcast if you have any funny stories put it on there it might be on next week's episode that's to be all for this week bye guys